On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome to the Melbourne Storm Hour for another week. Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns just uh, bouncing up and down on the spot. Boys just keen to get involved. one 736 736 You can get involved too. Sam Hargraves here as well. Hello, lads. Hello, mate. Hey, Sam. Good to be back with you. Oh, it's just a real pleasure to be back. I, I missed you last week. Did you miss me? I heard that you really put me to the sword while I wasn't here. Yeah, well, the ratings went up, so uh, you do the math. <laughs> yeah, Darren Darren held his own in your spot last week. Yeah, I love how you constantly refer to the ratings, Shandor, but would have no idea how they work when they come out. Uh, uh, he mate, does. I've done my research. Well, it's it's actually a strange coincidence because I've recently got wind of um, some rumours circling around through the uh, radio world that we may be up for a norm in the Acras. So uh, this is big news. <laughs> yeah, this is huge. And if you're listening and you think we should be, call up. You know, what's yeah. the number? It's not the Logies. That's know. not how it works. You I don't fill people, out a magazine. What's the num- and- they, we, they need to know the number, Sam. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can text there in zero four double three nine eight eleven sixteen. Uh, coincidentally, I had to tell you what the radio awards were about 30 seconds ago before we went to air. What? Yeah, I didn't pay attention to the acronym or any jargon like that. <laughs> yeah. All I saw was award, and uh, yeah, it's something that I believe is well-deserved. We've really made your career in 2019. Sam, so. what's this text in front of me that says, what a waste of an hour these two pretenders are? Uh, well, I wouldn't have read that if I were you. You Sometimes we don't give trolls too much uh, airtime, ah. uh, but that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> well, just... The, t- <laughs> the text is usually never in front of me. I'm reading yeah, Well, if there's <laughs> ever going to be a moment that brings us back down to earth, that's the one. <laughs> So what? Yeah, those are the people that don't put their name and suburb on it, uh, yeah. those ones. And he was uh, referring to Sam, so that's fine, Cooper. Yeah. Don't, don't stress. Yeah, these two dribblers, two pretenders, I think he said. I think I added the dribblers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, great to have you lads back. It's been a huge week for the club. Uh, Cam 400 was trending all over the joint. Hashtags just getting around left, right and centre. And it was a great win too, 40 to 16 against the enemy, the Sharks, in front of almost 23,000 fans. Take us through the night. Uh, yeah, how good. Uh, it was a big one for Cam, obviously, the 400 games. I don't mm. think it's going to be done again, in my opinion. He's still got a year left. So to celebrate that, the hype of the week and the moment for him was really something special. He's got so much respect, uh, especially, you know, myself and Cooper, but from the whole playing group. And there was always that little fear of, God, I hope the Sharks don't come down and beat us because they are a bit of a bogey team for the Storm and they always turn up. But, mate, we blew them off the park. And uh, what a great way to celebrate the night for Cameron. Mm. Coop, how did you – what were your yeah, memories that, that you took away from the night? What stood out for you? You know what was the best thing, I reckon, when, when he walked through the smoke. Yeah, like, cool. you know, it was almost like the Bee Gees. Like, no, not the Bee Gees. John Travolta in Night Fever when he walked on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. We'll see if we can grab some audio of that the can moment we, uh, that Cam Smith entered the arena. Oh, not John Travolta. No. Not John – well, we can, you know get, John can we get John Travolta as well. well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Cam Smith and we'll work in some John Travolta. Yeah, he walked through the smoke and it was, yep. it was magnificent. Yeah, it was cool. And there was yeah. a blackout. And there's a, Actually, yeah. if you tuned in the last week, uh, we made some very clear demands of things that we'd like to see, and uh, the people spoke, and we made it happen. So, again, yeah. just a reference to the power we have on this show, Sam. Yeah, and it was Acres. actually the week before that we put some suggestions up, and I think last year you were able to get a confirmation on what they were going to be. The one that I was disappointed that they didn't do, because they did the face masks, didn't they? We, they yeah, the they, we, we didn't get the small ones. I wanted every member of the crowd to have a Cameron Smith face mask. Budget, apparently, was the excuse. Mm, okay, seriously. well, no sort of expense should have been spared. But Thank we you. came up with an idea of Cam Smith the musical. Yes. Uh, where there was all different Cam Smiths. There was great. Queensland Cam Smith, Australia Cam Smith, Storm Cameron Smith. 
Um, and then they all sort of came on at the same time. And then you wanted overweight Cam Smith yeah. from a couple of years ago yeah, when he grew uh, a beard. 20, there there 20 was a face mask. They had giant face yeah, masks and there that. was one of them. We did the oh, get wow. that There was the, the caveman, Cameron Smith. So you got, that's one of the things you got. So of the yeah. list of about four or five things that we suggested, how many got over the line? Uh, I got about three. Yeah. That's over 50%. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great work. Yeah. It, no, it, it, 75%, it was. I believe. No, no, no. It's not 75%. It's about 60, 60. Three out of four, 75%. No, three out of five. Did you say four or five? He said four or five. Yeah, well, we'll go with four and yep. I'm correct. <laughs> uh, Stormer, six points clear at the top of the table after 17 rounds. Eight rounds left before finals. Just building mm. uh, very, very nicely. Just rolling along very, very comfortably at the minute. It's unreal. I was uh, talking about this today and there was a period there probably, you know, a couple of months ago and uh, it felt like we were playing some clunky footy similar to last year and we were, I think we were sitting fourth on the ladder. You're starting to think, oh, it's going to be tough. And then all of a sudden we string some good games together, finish off some tight games and now we're six points clear, eight eight points clear of the Roosters. Like I'm not saying it dictates how the rest of the season is going to go, but geez, it puts us in a good position. It's absolutely crazy. The last three years we've sat, we've got minor premiers 2017, 2018 second, and now we're six points clear with eight rounds to go. I mean, that's a mm. that's dominance. And Bells is big on that. He puts a good emphasis on it. Minor premiership is a reward for you being the best team throughout the 26 rounds. So, you know, it, it does have some significance, and it's a great reward for the boys, I reckon. No, it is. And this week, as we roll on, uh, coming up uh, this week playing, and, and no, this is the interesting thing about this week. There isn't going to be uh, a lot of the Origin guys are, are being rested uh, for the game this week. So there's about six players out. So are you coming back in? Yes, sir, I am. I'm uh, back in, and... Uh, Look, I know we had we've had a couple of big accolades recently. We've had a couple of debutants, um, a fifty gamer. You know, who was that? Oh, just one, some, one of the boys. You know, uh, Cam's four hundred. But you know, fifty one seems to be it could be quite a monumental moment. Hashtag fifty one. Um, <laughs> look, you know, a couple of references for you. Um, Area fifty one. You know, where the aliens sit. Uh-huh. Um, That's Alice in for Wonderland, you. a great movie, was actually released originally in nineteen fifty one. Um, 51 is actually an angel number, which means some positive changes are happening in life. So good things and are happening. Cameron Smith's age, 51. There you go. That's so uh, let's, let's chuck it in a hashtag and let's get excited about the game up in the Gold Coast. Okay. That's, that's a very, very interesting take. And I'm glad that the only research you do week in, week out is about yourself. So nicely done. Well, she's out too because he's suspended. No yeah, Adokar, no Cam Munster, no Felice Cafusi, no Will Chambers. But you're coming up against the Titans, and it's interesting that we're talking a lot about what's happened at St Kilda today with Alan Richardson, uh, the mutual parting of ways. Mm. Uh, take that as you will. Uh, but Garth Brennan, the Titans coach, has been stood down this week as well. So you're going to come up against a side that's just lost its coach, and uh, I think it's around 46% of times, it certainly is that in the AFL, that when uh, a coach is let go, that uh, about 46% of times the team actually has a win. Yeah, it's, it, it's higher than that in rugby league. What is it in rugby league? Yeah, it'd be, it'd have to be 60, 70%. Yeah, I reckon there. there is, there is something definitely that happens there and they all, they want to play and do it for the new coach and they just get a little bit of a new lease on life. So it is going to be a tough game, but it's always a good opportunity for the guys who uh, want to step up and in their own right, it's a big game for them. I'll throw it back to you, Sam, with the St Kilda coach. There's a bit of chat around the Titans coach. Do you believe that uh, who should be more accountable? Are they just chopping it off at the top, the management, or does it come back to the players? Well, I'd be it's keen- always the coach that gets the axe. Mm. Yeah, it is. And I think 
they're obviously two very different sports, but these two situations I think are very different as well. Same one, results, though. One, yeah, it is. But one of the things that I think was the final nail in Garth Brennan's coffin was the fact that the playing group said, by and large, most of the playing group had gone to the higher-ups and said, we don't want him anymore. Mm. There's only probably a couple of boys there that believe that he'd done well by them, and I think a couple of the Queensland reps, Jai Arrow, might have been one of them. Has that happened in AFL? That you oh, know of? I, I, I'd have to... Think and off the top of my head, I can't remember where a situation where the players have gone and uh, to the 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 higher ups, uh, the the you know the the president or the CEO, or the general manager of footy, and said we can't have this bloke I anymore. I feel like that's happened in the NRL a bit, actually, yeah. where the players well, have just gone, mate. It's it's time to go. It's happened a lot at uh, Titans. Yeah. It's not the first time. I mean, last Two time years. Jared Hayne and Neil Henry had that big argument, and the players decided to stay with Jared Hayne. What a great decision that was because he left the next year, <laughs> yeah. and they got rid of Neil Henry. And then yeah, they end up having to win the next game as well. Yeah, so. I just think players can be quite vocal around that stuff in NRL. The Titans seem to lurch from one debacle to another, which I think is one of the reasons why they got Melbourne Inger in. Um, obviously, the greatest success with Queensland and now doing an incredible job as the Australian coach. He has just undertaken a, a total review of the whole joint. Mm. Where what's From guys that you know in the league, what's the downside to playing up there? Why doesn't it seem to work up there? Because people seem to come and go and it doesn't ever seem to be just, it doesn't ever seem to get into a, a place of consistency and peace up there. Yeah, well, you got the Suns as well. Yeah. And I, I heard, the same yeah. Thing. Someone even said, um, the la- they had a Gold Coast team there up there like 30 years ago, I think, and it didn't work either. I think it's a bit of the, just the culture of the whole place. Yeah, there was the, a bit of a uh, Gold Coast Crushers. I think Crushers, Seagulls. that's what it was. Oh, it was one of them. There's been a few. There's been three, I think, different yeah. incarnations of teams on the Gold Coast well, in the NRL. Max King was up there before, and I asked him about that, and he sort of said it was just we had sort of shorter days, like in terms of training. It was a lot more, and the vibes up there just a lot more cruisier. It's obviously a coasty sort of vibe. And well, I'll throw King out so, of the bus there, great. Max King, he, uh, yeah, he wanted Garth Brennan. Anyway, um, as the great coach whisperer <laughs> would say in the NRL, let's not talk too much about the opposition. Let's just go out and beat them. Yeah, well done. I'll ask you one more question about them. Who do you think will get the job? Speaking of Coach Whisperer, do you think it is that man who employed the Coach Whisperer? Do you think Kevy Walters will end up being the Titans coach? Billy's father. Billy Walters' father, Kevin. Uh, mm. I don't – I can't see him this year. Maybe next, they've got Luke Burt going up there. It's like it's like a three-way at the moment. Luke Burt, Mal Meninga and the other assistant have taken over at the moment. But I don't think they're going to get Kevin Walters in. I, what is it, I, a, a council? Like a triumvirate? I don't know. It's like a courtroom. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. a boy band up there. I don't think they've done that since Roman times had uh, three like you know, three equally in charge people. Three judges. It's like I the voice. Was too many cooks speaking in the of, kitchen? Speaking of X-factor. Kevin on uh, the footy chat, Billy Walters had surgery today on a broken thumb, the poor fella. Uh, so he's out for a little bit, which, uh, you know, is sad, to, sad is. to hear. And also Albert Vette, um, who had shoulder surgery. So all the best uh, all the best to them, fellas. And if you're listening and you're a Storm fan, uh, tweet him, send him a message, give him a bit of support, a bit of love. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. That's very nice of you, Shandor. Yeah, I like to mix it up. Nice to talk about someone else other than yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm injury-free at the moment, so let's... Uh, yeah, well, I'm not, so you could have given me a little shout-out there as well. That's okay. <laughs> Well, we'll find out what you've done to yourself uh, in just a moment, Cooper Johns. We'll find out what you're watching on television too. You guys have been doing some great stuff with Camp Quality. We want to hear about that next as well. And you've got a big, another big event coming up for your next home game, which we'll get to one 736 If you'd like to get involved with the Melbourne Storm boys, we're going to do T-Bone of the Week a little earlier this week because uh, in the final break of the show, uh, the NRL Victoria General Manager Brent Silver will be joining us 
just to have a chat about a few things that are coming along with your club and that you boys are involved in as well. This is the Melbourne Storm Hour on SEN. Boom. We are the storm from Melbourne town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to have a chat to Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns, this is the Storm Hour, and it's call. not too late to join the Purple Army. You can get any two home games in twenty nineteen, a beanie, and an access to finals tickets for only sixty dollars. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Call one three hundred seven eight six seven eight six, or go to membership.melbournestorm.com.au. Uh, boys, it would be remiss of us not to speak about what could possibly be one of the greatest ever. Origin Games, which was Game 3 last week, um, glued to our seats up until the very last moment. It was anybody's game, and in the end, 26 to 20. Storm were two uh, – sorry, the Maroons were two tries in arrears, came back through the most unlikely of people in Papali and Maguire, and then on the final play of the game, uh, it was all New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, I, to be honest, in that last 15 minutes, I don't know how we didn't just run away with it. We had two easy try scoring opportunities that we didn't capitalize on. And then, yeah, it really took me by surprise when I seen those two easy tries go straight to the middle of us. What about you, Shandorel? Yeah, it was pretty disappointing. They sort of clocked off there, I think, once we got two tries ahead. Uh, and I think we really could have put it away. We did kind of drop two opportunities as well. We, you know, money uh, just half intercepted that one when we could have scored and, uh, yeah, for them to come back was a great effort. And then that try, I think it really went to the deserved winner. But oh, that was unbelievable. Ferguson down the wing and then it was oh, Your man, awesome. Fergie Fer. Hey, Fergie Lish. It was uh, – and, and the missed tackle on Ferguson. It just it just need just to hang on for – or maybe just to get him into touch. The strength that Ferguson showed was it um, – uh, I think it was Moses and Bai who might have been the, the, the attempted tackler. It was Corey Norman. Uh, Corey Norman, Corey Norman yeah. sorry. It was – and he – it just it was just we just had millimeters to work in, mm. and somehow kept in the field of play. And then Tedesco to finish it off was magic, and he was sensational and pretty deserving of the Wally Lewis medal. Oh mate, yeah, he's a standout. He was a, he's a freak. You're a Queensland fan, are you? Yep, I am. Yeah, unfortunate. New York Jets fan and a Queensland fan. It's been a yeah, dark, I don't, dark time for you. I don't have much joy, but I am a Hawthorne fan, so I've had a good run over the last few years. As well. Yeah. Okay. Where does it rank for you guys? Are you been watching, uh, and we're going to get to you in just a moment because there was just a, one of the three of us who played in the curtain raiser um, before the game. Did you end up playing? <laughs> you were I got injured the week before. Oh, no. I actually didn't mean that. Yeah, I've been out right. since. Yeah, That's oh, all right. That is a jab. <laughs> you keep coming at me, Sam. Well, I'm not, I'm not nil, coming at you. Sam. I was away last week, lads, and I didn't realise that you'd got injured. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Are you, are you feeling a bit flat? Do you want to keep talking about it or should we move on? Uh, can we move on to the next topic? Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, so is it one of the greatest origin games that we've seen, especially because it was a decider? Where does it rank? Is it... Up there with 06 when Lockyer intercepts, I think it was Brett Finch, the pass from him to, to was sc- it Brett Finch? Oh yeah, because I can only, in the I'm dying only thinking of the Kamali Bowen intercept pass. Yeah. That's a big one I can remember. I, I reckon it's easily the best finish I've ever seen of a game. The last to score in the last 15 seconds was amazing. I think in terms of the best game, I actually liked um, game one a lot better than I that game. In terms of the whole game, like the first half of this one was. Riddled with penalties. It wasn't that good to watch the first half. The second half was outstanding, but I think the finish was the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, it's hard to think about best games. I, I also watched Origin in a, you know, sadly admitting my age, but in an era where 
Cooper probably didn't watch so much, but back in the day, there were some ridiculous origin games back when, uh, you know, Joey and the likes of Freddie Fittler and New South Wales were on a bit of a run, but the football, like the standard and the type of footy that's being played now in origin, how intense it is, how physical back and forth, it's mental. It's just like such a great uh, spectacle. spectacle. Yes, spectacle for our sport. We had a little meeting today with the uh, Rugby League Players Association. They they half tossed up uh, making origin standalone, which I thought was pretty interesting as well. So explain how that would work. Shut down the competition, the NRL, while it's on and run it over three, three maybe a four-week period. But Just I don't consecutive know it, Wednesdays. Yeah, it'd be sick. I don't know if it fits with the TV rights and whatnot, but it'd be pretty cool. So you would basically – so for a three-week period on every – so would it be Friday nights or would it be how, – how would you work? Oh, I guess if there's no it'd footy probably, on, they could do it any game. Weekends. They could almost do – they could almost switch it up. You go Saturday and then Sunday for it, so they get a longer turnaround, and then Saturday again. Yeah, you'd probably have to do weekends if there's no footy. It was Brett Hodgson that threw the intercept for uh, Darren Lockie. Yeah. I should have known that. I think it was before Finchie's time. Mm. But so, how do you, as players, how would you feel about that being the way that Origin rolled out? Would you be happy to have three weeks off? Or yeah, I think I a think lot of people so. would. Yeah. yeah, I think a it's lot a of people brutal would. game, rugby league. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And yeah. you know, clubs clubs are at a disadvantage because they miss players, so they have to struggle through that period. Those guys uh, also, you know, that's a massive toll on them having to back up for their uh, clubs, especially clubs in a position where they really want to win and most players are backing up. You know, Storm have the luxury at the moment, but not all clubs uh, have that access to be able to rest players. So, and I think the focus would be fully on origin. Like, it would just be unbelievable. From a young person's perspective, like as a young sort of bloke coming through, I'd probably want them to play on the weekends because that's where a lot of us young guys get that opportunity to debut and whatnot. So, you know, I withdraw my comment. Let's keep it the way it is. Oh, so you just one eighty in that time. I've just yeah, I just thought, I went, well, a lot of the boys wouldn't have debuted if this was if this was a system, so I'm taking it back. That's an interesting point. Mm, there you that's go. an interesting point. Shandle, you wouldn't have got you wouldn't have got it to play over that period. Well, I'm team first sort of guy, so it wouldn't bother <laughs> me, but uh, really really shamefaced your uh, personality. That's right. That's we've, all, we've all got priorities. <laughs> yeah, we've all got priorities. Fine. Millennials. You are not yeah, team first. You, of anyone, aren't team first, mate. <laughs> millennials. You're hey, I've first. got one more question about Origin because the other, I think, thing that might have just got brushed away in the final moments was the DC, all the commentators were calling it, look at Cherry Evans, he's going to line up to kick the, the, the field goal. Mm. And and the slow play the ball meant that they all sort of got drawn forward. And he, in the end, he went with a high kick with under a minute, it was around a minute, two minutes to go. That would have given Queensland the lead. Uh, do you think that that was a mistake? Made by by Cherry Evans not to go for the field goal. Um, I understand exactly what he was thinking. It was a real slow play. The ball. He probably thought there was going to get a lot of kick pressure on him. He didn't want to risk a seven tackle set and then giving them the opportunity to kick their own field goal. Um, he's probably thinking now that he's at home, looking back at it again, he's probably thinking, well, they just scored, so I may as well have just kicked it. But I understand his thoughts, and it was probably the right decision at the time. Yeah, it's only in hindsight that you can say it's the wrong decision because if they mm. don't score, it's the right decision. But mm. he, you know, he's he's hit forty meter field goals. He has, but yep. that was a real low percentage play. It would have been under a heap of pressure, and they shouldn't have scored really. If you talk about the defensive structures and how it went down, not mm. to bag any players because you know it's Origin, and I've I've not played Origin, but that st- try could have been stopped a couple of times. And it's not for DC to be blamed. So I think he did take the right option, like Cooper said. 
All right, beautifully answered. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. T Bone of the Week. If you've got a nomination for the idiot of the week that you've seen in rugby league or any sport, the boys will give theirs next. Hey, your next home game is at Manly. Uh, is against Manly at Amy oh, Park Saturday. Interesting. Sa- no, your next home game is against Manly <laughs> at Amy Park on Saturday week. So seven thirty-five kickoff, and now it'll be the Beanies for Brain Cancer Round, and it's donating to the Mark Hughes Foundation, and it's raised about five and a half million dollars. This is a, a sensational, sensational cause. Yeah, do Mark you know Hughes. Mark Hughes? I do know Mark Hughes. Hey. Yeah. Uh, boozy, as we call him, uh, yeah, and Navicustrians. Yeah, good curry curry boy. Uh, older than me, but uh, good curry curry man, I should say. But yeah, he was diagnosed with brain cancer back in 2013, and uh, him and dad actually, him and dad and some of that premiership team of '97, they went a couple of years back and did base camp at Mount Everest. Wow. Yeah, that's well, right. I heard. Yeah. Funny story, actually. Someone I was talking to someone that I knew the other day, and they were actually they seen your dad at that base camp. They were doing it the same time. I think they were coming down. He was, and he just said, "Mate, they were in the wars. Yeah, they were, they they were, were tossing up. It's the hardest Steve, thing I've ever Steve done." Steve Cronally died. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. So that's not good. Um, that's quite intense. You know what? Actually, they as they were walking up, they seen a guy with that '97 Premiership um, jersey, nah. Newcastle jersey on. And they turned around the back, it had Harrigan, number 10 Swear. on it. So they all got a, they all signed it and got a photo with it. How good's that? Crazy. Small world. So the Mark Hughes Foundation beanies have raised $5.5 million. The foundation itself overall has raised $10 million in five years. So Mark Hughes Foundation, uh, check out the website. Storm Dine at Mine next Thursday. What is this, please, Shandora? Uh, yeah, I did this last year. Uh, the great Christian Welsh, man of the people, he set it up and uh, just a little opportunity to give back and uh, raise some money for Camp Quality, which is a uh, great organisation. We, uh, myself, him, Munster and Joe Stimson, uh, we went over there and had a bit of a dinner and a get-together and event, a chance for the Storm fans to mingle and also have a feed. So this year they're doing it and a lot more players are involved. Uh you know, Josh Adokar, Dale Finucane as a couple of additions. Uh, myself and Cooper will yeah, be there. I'll be there, Otherwise don't he's going to be there now. I'll have to train him <laughs> in. But, um, yeah, it's a really good opportunity. And just, just a reminder, you know, that ticket price is going to a good cause. So if you've got the cash, get around it and, uh, you know, do something good for a great organisation. Tickets available via the Camp Quality website and has been organised by the players. So I think that's something that we should absolutely just drill down in for just a second to give you guys some credit. This isn't something that you've been told you guys have got to come to this. This is actually a player-driven initiative and that deserves some credit and deserves our support. So head to the Camp Quality website if you'd like to get involved. Storm Don at Mine raising funds for Camp Quality. Before we get to the break, Shandor Earl, fueled by fire, uh, this podcast is just taking over the sporting world. You've had some mm. ripping guests on so far. Josh Adokai, you've had uh, Richmond. Who else have you had on? You've had uh, yeah, Kane Lambert. Me, Kane <laughs> Lambert from the Richmond Football Club. Yeah, anyone else? Are you listening? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm up to the Kane Lambert episode. So yeah, that's cool. right. I don't like to get ahead of... Is that the second one? third one. I don't like to get too far ahead or behind by the sounds of it. Yeah, of course you are. Um, <laughs> no, look, it's doing well. There's rumours that I'll also be uh, up for a nomination in the podcast awards. Again, not sure of the acronym associated with that awards. Uh, Packers? But, the Packers? Yeah, probably. I'll, 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 be, I'll be there. So, Koopy, if you want to come along as my uh, plus one, we'll, we can organise that. But uh, Fuel by Fire this week, really excited. I sat down with a guy called Hugh from the Resilience Project. He's had a lot to do with the sporting world in Melbourne, uh, all over Australia, actually. But I, I knew that it's not, he doesn't have a, he probably does. He would say he does, but I don't know of a huge presence in Sydney and Queensland, but he does a phenomenal presentation on resilience and the best ways to basically get through adversity. And the thing I really like about Hugh is he gives messages and examples, but purely through storytelling, great mm. storyteller. And it makes for an awesome podcast. So I'm really excited about it. So uh, if you haven't already, 
and you're interested in getting around fuel by fire, this is a good one to start. Yeah, I've seen him four times. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a legend. And we had a good chat. I pretty much had to cut it short. You know, we, we could I could have talked to him for ages. Well, get involved. Fuel by fire at all good podcast stores, wherever you get your podcasts podcast as well. That'll do me. It's not a library, mate. It's <laughs> an app. Podcast store, seriously. <laughs> well worth <laughs> Well worth a listen, oh, whatever app you use to get your podcast. Fossil. Whatever Fossil. you use. Get, you're still using a Nokia over there, mate. Podcast I'll on. just dump yourself and go to I'm that. just about to play Snake uh, on my old Nokia, so really, really looking forward to that. This is the Storm Out. We are the Storm Out. <laughs> oh, yes. Nor Earl and Cooper Johns. It's going well tonight, boys. It's going very well tonight. T-Bone of the Week. I reckon I'm going to get a couple of nominations here. Up next, Storm Hour on SEN. Oh, no. We are the storm from Melbourne Town. Look all the others on the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Uh, it's been a really sharp start on the Storm Hour tonight. Shandor Earl, Cooper John, Sam Hargraves here as well. Hi, guys. I'm not a rugby league follower, but I do like to see the Storm win. This is the third time I've listened to your show, and I really enjoy listening to you. That's from Maria. Maria, you sound like a beautiful woman. Is that one of your mums? Uh, no, not my mum. It's definitely not Cooper's mum, Trish. No. no that's, oh, that's, Trish. So that's a genuine, that's a genuine that's fan genuine. there, boys. Yeah, that's not... How good's that? Yeah. Thanks, Maria. Hey, uh, do you want, if you want to text her again, I'll send you my number as well. So that'll be good. We can talk. <laughs> well, Let me know if you if want to If you'd like to, to win a date you. night with Is Cooper that... Johns, we're actually having a uh, player's text. comedy coming up soon, and there will be auction items. Cooper will be one. Did you There's just try and tee up a date on the show? Well, if, if anybody's listening, if any. Anyone's listening and they want a date, just text through. And I'll, Is I'll text that you. that bad? That's nearly as bad as Sam's telling us to mention his Tinder account on air. <laughs> that's, that's up there. Which is a great segue into us talking about this because you did tell us to mention it, Sam. Well, when did I do that? In the break. I reckon let's take a let's take a new photo after this is done and put it up and of get Shandor. your new Tinder profile pic. You can catfish girls as Shandor. What's <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the profile picture I've got up? I, have, I mean, I personally haven't seen it. I'm he not, hasn't got a hat on. I'm not on Tinder, and I'm also on not on male to male Tinder, so I don't. That wouldn't happen. Okay, well, um, I'll show you in the next break, and we'll just we'll maybe get some thoughts on the other side. Okay, maybe we could post it to Twitter and see what the people think. Well, it's it's, I, it's actually not a bad one. Hey, um, Maria. <laughs> Uh, give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I've got a double pass for you to go to the Melbourne Storm's next home game, which is against the Manly Sea Eagles. It's at Amy Park on Saturday week. So give us a Big call, game. Maria, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to go along to see the Melbourne Storm in their next home game against Manly, uh, team owner of the week, Shandor. What is this award all about, please? Team owner of the week. Well, our great uh, number six, Cameron Munster. He had a group of mates, and they lived in a house together. They were called the Porterhouse. Got up to a bit of mischief. Anyway, they decided to get a tattoo. They went out and got the tattoo, and our great friend Cameron Munster got a T-bone steak instead of a porterhouse. He's an idiot. This show is dedicated to it. It's called Idiot of the Week. Boom. Who'd like to open the bowling? Yeah, I'll open it. Okay. Um, medium, medium pace, out swing. Uh, coming at <laughs> Sam, actually. Yeah. First. So a um, little while ago, we just mentioned Cooper's going through, you know, quite a tough time. He's faced with an injury that's keeping him out of selection. Also missed on his out on his uh, New South Wales Origin under-20s game. Um, Sam seems to think that he didn't realise that Cooper wasn't playing. 
Uh, you could say he's uninterested. You could call it arrogance. <laughs> I'm not sure. But what I do know is on the show last week, we did mention Sam, and Sam texts me about him being mentioned. So he was listening to the show, but he wasn't paying attention to the fact that Cooper was injured. That is a T-bone. And you know what? It's To be quite honest, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm very disappointed <laughs> as well, as you can tell by the tone in my voice. And the redness on Sam's face. Yeah. I also love the Storm Hour, but definitely don't want to date Doc and Lara. Uh, Doc, you can get some tickets to the Storm, the next home game, 27th Doc, July. Doc, no, you can't. Against Doc. the Seagulls. No, Never listen to us again, Doc. <laughs> is Doc a player? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> so you just so we get one person saying they love the show, but just because they don't want to date with you, that's that's it, they're done. Yeah. Do you want to date? Does Doc want to date with Shandor? All seats that are given away, uh, just as a reminder, you are sat next to Cooper Johns at the game, so just keep that in mind. Oh, wow. So if you do refuse to date him, there will be a, still an opportunity to meet with him. Yeah. That's beautiful. Anyway, uh, I'll go into mine. Cooper, have you got a uh, my, I don't know who, of the week? I don't know who to target this at, but somebody needs to get myself and Shandor swipe cards to get in because we were out there for 20 minutes <laughs> oh, before. Disgrace, 20 minutes. We, we were out there. Tw- check your phone. I texted you <laughs> I while you were on the air. I was on air. He was on I air. I also texted him as well. And I seen him look at his phone, look at me. I waved and he put the phone down and continued to talk about <laughs> AFL, yeah, God which knows he was why. doing. God knows what he was doing in here when he was What's talking about What's his tone of voice on the like, AFL? We were looking at the soundboard as we came in and just there were lights just turning off. I don't know what that means. It probably means people are going to sleep, you know, because your content was just not up scratch. We're sitting outside. Here's a little text because I know you like to read out texts from me before the show. I've never been more disappointed. Left outside like amateurs. We made you. Yes. That's See, that's, 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 that's more a of an indictment. Of how I was feeling. That's more of an indictment on you. No, no it's, not. it's not. Still that's claiming for him that I sh- owe my career to both of you. You know what, Shandoff? You to express your emotion on the air is a credit to you and your Thank personality. You. You. And for Sam to not pick up what you're putting down, it's a it's a horrible reflection of your This is a storm hour, mate. It's about culture. It's about accountability. Get on board. <laughs> get on board or we're getting Darren. A, Where's Darren? Can we say, get Darren in when you, here? When you say get on board, so I need to start bullying myself. Is no, that You need to have some accountability, <laughs> and that accountability is to us. Right. Now, do you have a T-bone? I do, and as it is most weeks, uh, it's going to be directed at you. This was, a, this was a beautiful moment, I thought, in uh, hashtag Cam400. Um, it was a moment before the game, I believe, when all the New Zealand players showed their appreciation for Cam Smith. Tingling stuff, and as the camera panned around, I go, "Oh, look, 
I know that Shandor, you were born in New Zealand. I can't wait to see you doing the haka. Yeah, I wasn't born there, but... Um, when were you born yeah, in another, Yeah, Wikipedia a page needs Another miscommunication. Your Wikipedia Mate, page needs an update. It. I know I know the haka. I know the words. Why didn't you? I know it all, but I didn't know it was happening. That's my excuse. Um, you weren't there. I was there, but I just didn't know the arrangement and how it was all going down. It was a bit rushed, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to sit back and watch this. But, um, yeah, look, I've copped it. A couple of... Uh, I represented the Mouldy team in 2010. A couple of the older boys, Clinton Torpy. Kevin Proctor, a few of the other lads, they got onto Instagram and made sure I knew about it. So mm. copped a spray, copped a spray from the boys. But I'll be sure to uh, jump on the next one. I, I was what his next four hundred game? Yeah, well, eight hundred. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't one at um, hashtag fifty either. So was expecting a bit of a fifty one area fifty one. Yeah, a couple of poo cunners. So yeah, you so <laughs> just just that's some mouldy lingo. So so you, uh, what is your New Zealand connection, please? Because your Wikipedia page. Uh, my family. My yep. family, yes. Yep. So there is a connection. Okay. Well, as I said, it was just disappointing not to see you up there. So you're my team over the week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Any well, others that go. we've got to well, run through? in terms of actually, hold on. Let's go back to that. If Now, if you were watching that footage or you were there on the night, you would have noticed a second blackout. Uh, definitely wasn't on the agenda. But Cooper Johns decided midway he was going to switch the old off button on the lights. <laughs> was that you? Completely throw the room into disarray. You know, just... Just another example of just the attention-grabbing mentality of young Cooper John. So if you go to the Melbourne Storm website, <laughs> the video is up, and you can and you see. You miss half of it. You miss half of it because there is a blackout. Cooper John, is there anyone you want to, anything you want to cop to? Um, you know, I was I thought it would be a little bit funny to do that and just absolutely hit the switch on the light. No, it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. You know what it was? You're a good mate. You saw the panic on my face that I hadn't Thanks. jumped in, and you I said, seen... I'm going to black this out and yeah. save <laughs> I seen a few of the boys had missed some of their cues on the hucker, and I went, "Boys, don't worry, I'll protect you. Lights <laughs> out. They can't see the cues if uh, it's complete darkness." So there you go, boys. There you go. Well, that's T Bone of the week for another week. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, just coming off the text message, Sam, show some respect to the boys that make it worth listening to. <laughs> Great work Thank you. to all of you. Richard from Lilydale. Richard, give us a call. Uh, you can have some tickets to go see the Storm's next home game. It's against the Sea Eagles, July 27th. And, uh, Richard, can you text through your last name for me? I just want to know what your last name is. Thank you. Uh, Richard from Lilydale. <laughs> Richard Head. You don't need to do <laughs> that. Oh, dad jokes from you, Kevin Collins. <laughs> Hey, uh, coming up after the break, there's another great thing that you guys are doing. It's about getting involved in local rugby league clubs around Victoria. NRL Victoria General Manager Brent Silver to join us next to find out how you can get Storm in your club. That's coming up next to Storm great Out track. on SEN. We are the Storm from Melbourne Town. the others On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. It's not too late to get a Melbourne membership. You can join the Purple Army, get any two home games in 2019, a membership, a beanie, access to finals tickets for only $60. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Call 1300 786 767. 1300 786 767, or just go to the website, membership.melbournestorm.com.au. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns, just off the SMS, 0433 9811116. Hey, lads, uh, it's Jason from Emerald here. Hello, Jason. Uh, I just want to know if Brandon Smith likes being called the Wombat, because I love that nickname when it comes on TV. Yeah. What does Brandon Smith look like, Sammy? Uh, oh, off the top of my head, I'd see uh, like a block of cheese, really. Uh, I no. just said that off. Well, <laughs> in that break just then, he read that text out to us, and he goes, 
who's Brandon Smith? Wow. And he said, mate, he's one of the players. He goes, oh, is he only just played recently? I said, mate, he's been playing the whole year. Was, oh, I haven't been watching footy for a couple of weeks. Real oh. under the bus operators, uh, you two are, I've got to say. <laughs> I've, I'm like tomorrow's washing, just hung out to dry uh, every time. Uh, from off the top of my head, though, he is the New Zealand hooker, am I right? Yeah, again. <laughs> Shando just told him that. <laughs> Wow. Oh, we love you, Smithy. Uh, Cameron and, <laughs> and Brandon. Smithy. All right, here we go. And now, a lot of great things <laughs> happening at the Storm. They do, you do give a lot to the community. And another thing you're doing is Storm in your club. Mm. Uh, NRL Victoria General Manager Brent Silver joins us just to give us a little bit of info into this. Hello, Brent. Good evening, guys. How are you? G'day, Brent. G'day, Brent. Now, Brent, I've been a little bit better of having to deal with these two Muppets uh, just constantly coming after me. Uh, but let me take you through, and I will give them credit where credit is due. Both of these lads involved in Storm in your club. What is Storm in your club, please? Uh, it's a fantastic initiative that Storm have been doing for the last four or five years where um, every all the players in the first-team squad uh, go out to all the local uh, junior rugby league clubs across Melbourne um, in, in one week. Uh, usually spread over two nights just because we've got so many clubs to get get out to. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic way that Storm give back to our clubs by sending their players out to our our community based clubs and interacting with the, the grassroots. Uh, sorry, Brent, our lights have just gone off in the studio. We know Cooper Johns turned the lights out during the Harker for Cam Smith. Have you turned the lights <laughs> out again in here, Cooper? No, uh, it's a blackout. Okay, well, no, we're still on air. You we know, think. Sh- it, lo- it looks cooler in there now. They should do this more often. Yeah, there's a decal on the back of uh, Jack's face. It's uh, it's shining brightly. Yeah, for those who don't know, we've got LED signage around the place. And Jack Heverin, who's the normal uh, host of the Sporting Capital at this time, uh, his head is about eight times the size of its normal... Uh, Sam's idol. Yeah, Sam's, <laughs> Sam's, <laughs> Sam's hero. Uh, please, we've got Brent on the phone, boys. Uh, take Sorry, it away. Brent. Now, you are yes. both getting involved in this. Uh, Shandor, where are you headed? Uh, I'm headed out to Werribee, so very close to South Bank. Um, <laughs> it'll be a little bit of a drive, but no, I'm stoked to get out there. Last year, Brent, I was with the team. I forget the uh, name of the suburb, but they were the. I'm pretty sure they were the Rabbitohs. What team was that? Yeah. That's the Truganina, right? Yeah, Truganina, that's it's not it. not far from Werribee, yeah. Yeah, that was Fantastic awesome. So fun. I went out there and had a good time. Uh, you get to meet a couple of the different age groups and uh, talk shop, take a couple of photos. But like you said, Sam and Brent mentioned, it's um it's a pretty cool concept to get out there. So me and Max King will be heading out yep. there. I do have to give a little bit of a shout-out to a big Storm fan who does a lot of work with the Northwest Wolves as well. So some great clubs in Melbourne. Uh, and yep. Brent, he probably doesn't know, but where's Cooper heading? No, no, hang on, I know. <laughs> I'm going to the Southeastern <laughs> Titans out at Dandenong. Woo! Down near my territory. Yeah, you got it right, Cooper. Well done. Yeah, and last year I went to the Casey Warriors. So there you go. Apparently Donna works in the tuck shop down there as well. Don- yeah, Donna is the mascot for the Casey Warriors. Yeah, uh, gets involved in a lot of aspects of that club. Hey, uh, just take us through this, Brent, and, and I suppose the aim of it is getting you know these top-end players out to the community clubs just so they, they feel a connection and they, they feel part of that rugby league community in Victoria and try and help the game grow around the place? Yeah, well, certainly through this initiative, the, the clubs have certainly appreciated the, the storm giving back to the community, that there is that connection. That, um, that And I also get a lot of positive feedback from the players when they get out there. They don't often get the opportunity to go out and see the grassroots and the hard work that the volunteers actually do on the ground to uh, produce the future Storm players um, who are running around at the moment in our, in our junior leagues. So um, getting out there, supporting our volunteers and acknowledging and thanking them uh, is one, one way of doing it and, and um, also just getting to know them better and, and what the challenges are out in, in Victoria to grow this game as well. So every, every little bit 
helps and having those players go out there and, and do that is fantastic. Um, and one of the things that they're doing this year, which is superb, is that um, each of the each of the clubs are going to get a, a signed Storm jersey presented to them by the players when they go out there. And then in return, each of the junior clubs are going to give a jersey back to those players so that they can uh, wear out one of the future training sessions. So it's a fan, fantastic initiative to recognise the local junior clubs um, that way and, and um, yeah, support them. Uh, as you touched on about uh, finding the next next Storm players or next Billy Slater, I was just talking to uh, Slatsy on the weekend. He was telling me a son, uh, story about his son, Jake, who plays in a local company. He was saying uh, he took him out. He was, I think it was about 10 degrees, and Jake was sitting on the wing the last couple of weeks, and he had a hard chat to him and said, mate, if you're going to be sitting out in the wing and not getting involved, I'm not coming each week. So <laughs> he's already laying down the law. So there's a fullback in the uh, – in the wings waiting, I reckon. Mate, just a question from us, uh, for me and Cooper and for anyone who's listening to Sports Rugby League, how can we keep driving the growth of the game in Melbourne? Because, you know, it would be great to see participation numbers get up and uh, the game just keep growing stronger in Victoria. Well, it is growing stronger um, every year. So for the last 14 years, we've had year-on-year growth. So we haven't had a, a dip in numbers at all in That's our junior awesome. participation in the last 14 years. There's not too many sports that can say that and... Certainly within the rugby league landscape, we're probably the only region that, that can uh, record that growth. And we're, we're looking to smash records again this year with you know, more than 10% growth again in our participant numbers. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just continuing to get out in the community and Storm do a fantastic job at doing that. Um, obviously, winning helps and, and being, having a successful culture to promote the sport. Um, the NRL do a fantastic job in making sure there are events that come down here into Melbourne. So early this year, we saw the Indigenous All-Stars play the um, the Maori All-Stars and um, we've previously had international matches and you know, origin matches down here. So just getting that um, broad interest in the game. Um, and then at, at that grassroots level, we've got a team of game development officers that get out there and do some hard work out there in the in the schools and out in the communities running um, a whole lot of uh, programs to get kids um, having positive ball and hand experiences with the game and then you know, trying to get them to transition over into to playing. And if they don't end up playing, then hopefully they have such a positive experience that they end up uh, being fans of the game and following the storm or whoever their favourite players or teams are. Yeah, awesome. Brent, beautifully done from you. Uh, just quickly give us a website where people can find out where there's going to be a Melbourne Storm superstar near them. Uh, we actually don't have those details up online unless the Melbourne Storm do on their website. Um, so tonight um, we've got um, we've got 13 clubs where Storm players are visiting. They're probably finished for this evening. But tomorrow night, um, Cooper's obviously out at South Eastern Titans, which are out at uh, Greaves Reserve at Bennett Road, Dandenong, and Shandor's out at Haynes Drive Reserve in Haynes Drive in Windenvale. And we've got the Bromwich Brothers going out to Waverley oh. Panthers, which are located Fregan Reserve in Browns Road, Clayton. And then Suliasi uh, Vunavalu is down at uh, Mernda Dragons, who are based out at the WA Smith Reserve and Darabin Drive, Layla. So, um, yeah, if you've missed them tonight, you've got opportunity tomorrow night to get out to those clubs, those four clubs tomorrow. Well done, Brenny. Nicely done, Brent Silver, who's the NRL Victoria General Manager. Storm in your club. Go to the Melbourne Storm website to find some more details. Boys, that's pretty much it from us. Thank you for another scintillating week, just full of positivity and good vibes. You knew none of those players that he mentioned. That was awkward. Yes, yeah. I did. And I've just, and Renee. Oh, from, you probably knew Jesse from the podcast Fuel by Fire. Check it out, latest episode. Renee from Clyde saying, sorry, Sam, that's a T bone for not knowing who Brandon Smith was. I'll yes, accept it that. Is. Hey, just in a word, I'm going to get your tips for uh, this round of NRL action, uh, which is round 18, uh, Thursday night, Broncos and Bulldogs. Uh, Broncos. Broncos. Friday night, Warriors, Sharks. I am going to go the Sharks, Edu. 
Uh, Warriors, too many injuries. Panthers, Dragons, Friday night as well. I am Dragons. Uh, Panthers. Roosters, Knights, Saturday, Arvo. Can't go against my mighty nighties. Roosters. Raiders and West Tigers <laughs> on Saturday. Okay, the Raiders. Get into them. There you go, the Raiders. Green Machine. Uh, Cowboys and Rabbitohs up in Townsville. Uh, Cowboys. Get into them, Drinky. Uh, yeah, let's go the Cowboys so uh, we could potentially go a little bit further on the ladder. Titans v Storm uh, Sunday. Hashtag 51. You know the answer. 51. Chandoril. And boom. Sea Eagles and Eels, the last game of the round on Sunday. And on that, I'm saying the Parramatta Eels. Mm, It's going to be a tough one. Uh, The Eagles got rid of Cooper Johns, moving on to bigger and better things. Oh, okay. (laughs) Beautifully done. (laughs) What a great – that's a great uh, finish. Did you just come up with that? No, I didn't. I just pressed the button and this is what comes out. It's not too late to join the Purple Army, get any two home games, a 2019 membership beanie, and access to final tickets for only $60. Melbourne saw Mouse City, your club, get to the Melbourne Storm membership.melbournestorm.com.au. Shandarell Cooper Johns, we will see you next week, lads. See you right. next week, mate. See you, Sam. Bring up, Darren back. Up next, bring Darren <laughs> back. Hey, up next, Sporting Capital continues. If you'd like to have your say on Alan Richardson or Gil McLaughlin's comments on the Gold Coast Suns today, saying they made no mistakes in the setting up of the Gold Coast Suns, 1-300-736-736. Alan Richardson, big on the agenda. You can have your say next on the Sporting Capital.